0: to all places together. Here we believe that our stories are connected to one another and rooted in God's radical love for diverse creation. Wherever you are, whoever you are, however you are, take a deep breath. Here's a story for you. A story called The Body Together. Over the past few months, we have read the stories of many people from the Bible, and I hope that you have seen a glimmer or glimpse of yourself in these stories. Moreover, I also hope you noticed that even if the story focused on the experience of one individual, I hope you noticed that that person was connected to others. Mary and Elizabeth shared many layers of connection and meaning. Jonah was swallowed by a fish because of how he felt about the people of Nineveh. Eli and Samuel showed tenderness and trust in their relationship. All of these stories together show us how important relationships and community are to God. Even the story of the woman at the well, the person who had that one-on-one conversation with Jesus, shows us, that we are then to go tell others about the impact that God has had on us. You see, Christian faith is not something to be practiced by ourselves. We are meant to do it together. We are meant to read the Bible together, to pray together, to seek justice together, to feed those who are hungry together, to visit those who are isolated together, and to comfort those who grieve together. There are a variety of images that the Bible uses to talk about this togetherness and what a community of followers of Jesus can and should be like. One of the most common and most powerful images is the body of Christ. This one comes from Paul, and one of APT's listeners wanted to know more about Paul, so here's some additional background on them. Paul was alive at the time of Jesus, but it does not seem that they actually met while Jesus was alive. Paul was raised in a Jewish family and became a devout and strict Jewish leader, so much so that Paul persecuted Christians for their split from Jewish practice at that time. However, Paul had a conversion experience where a vision of Jesus appeared before him. Because of that experience, Paul changed his faith, turned his life upside down, and ultimately became one of the foremost leaders in the Christian church at that time. Paul, or someone from his community who wrote under his name, is credited with a total of 13 letters that are now a part of the Christian New Testament. In these letters, he, or one of his followers, is writing to an actual Christian community in an actual place with actual problems. While his writings have now been held up as a standard in Christianity for thousands of years, I actually think Paul would have been shocked to learn this. Paul thought that Jesus was coming back, like, really soon, and Paul was offering contextual counsel to particular communities. Paul did not set out to write a theological essay that would hold for thousands of years. So this means that I read Paul with a grain of salt. Some of the verses from these letters are pillars of my faith, are foundations of how I believe and how I act in the world as a Christian. Others, I think, speak to contextual issues that were part of the culture at the time and should not have a bearing on how I live my life that they're speaking to issues of the culture, not issues of Christianity at its true core. Like, hello, I'm a woman pastor, and Paul says that women should be silent. My relationship with Paul is complicated. However, these verses that we're going to read today are pretty amazing. Today, we are going to read from 1 Corinthians. This is the first of two letters that survive today that were written from Paul to a Christian community in Corinth. However, it's actually thought that Paul and this community had an ongoing exchange of letters beyond just these two. Paul told the people in Corinth about Jesus, and then he became their pastor of sorts. However, his missionary work and imprisonments kept him from geographically being with them all the time. So, they write letters. In these letters, Paul teaches the Corinthians about how they should treat one another and how they should live out their faith together. In 1 Corinthians, the focus is on love, how to love one another well. So, let's read. I'm reading 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 12 through 26 from Wilda Gaffney's A Woman's Lectionary for the Whole Church, Year W. Now look, the body is not a single part, but rather many. If the foot says, because I am not a hand, I am not part of the body, is it then not of the body? And if the ear says, because I am not an eye, I am not a part of the body, is it then not a part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole body were hearing, where would be the smelling? Thus it is that God has designed the parts of the body, each of them, according to the will of God. If all were a single part, where would the body be? Thus it is that there are many parts, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no use for you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no use for you. Rather, on the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable and those parts of the body that we think dishonorable, we clothe with more honor, and our unpresentable parts are treated with more decorum. However, our more respectable parts do not need such. Yet God so composed the body, giving the more honor to the lesser part, that there may be no division within the body, rather that the parts have the same concern for one another. And if one part suffers, all suffer together with it. When one part is honored, all rejoice with it. Here ends the reading. When I was a camp counselor, we had a skit that enacted this passage of the Bible. And I feel like you can tell just by listening to it that these verses were like destined to be a skit. So how it would go is that each person in the skit would be a different part of the body and brag about how great they were. The foot would say, y'all couldn't get anywhere without me. I'm the most important because I help us get places. Then the eye boasts about being able to see and help guide the body. The mouth reminds the rest of the body about the importance of both eating and speaking. I also think in one particular rendition of it, someone was a kidney and talked about the importance of waste management in our bodies. So you get the picture. This general chaos and competition would go on for a minute or two. Then enters the sad belly button. The belly button is so sad because it thinks it doesn't matter the person playing the belly button would say. The foot helps us walk. The eyes enable us to see. The kidney makes pee. But I don't do anything. I'm just a little fold of skin. All of the body parts feel so bad about their boasting that they start affirming and encouraging the belly button. You are a great lint holder, one says. Another shouts, you hold the perfect amount of salsa for my tortilla chip. Then finally one says, oh, belly button, but don't you know that we all wouldn't exist without you? Way back when, when we were still a baby inside of mom, you were what connected us to her. You were how we all got what we needed to grow to exist. Belly button, we literally would be nothing without you. I love this point. I love this celebration of the belly button. And this celebration is something that the Bible shares as well, right? Each part of the body has a particular skill and purpose that it was made for and is really good at. And even the parts that may not seem to matter as much in a particular moment, they are still important and matter to the existence and functioning of the body as a whole. This same thing is true for people. Each person has a skill or talent or gift that matters to the body of Christ. Some people are great at organizing actions against police brutality. Others love cooking huge pots of soup to feed those who are hungry. There are those that help fundraise to help support climate change research and prevention. Others still help teach and nurture younger generations. And some of us have one-on-one conversations to encourage, to inspire, to support. Each person has a gift from God that helps the world go round and that also can be used to bring light, love, healing, and justice into the world. Now, in sharing these gifts, some people get more attention or are upfront and are seen as leaders. The body of Christ needs people like this. However, the body of Christ also needs the people who have the -the behind-the-scenes skills, the people who put love into action in small ways each and every day, and the people who lay a foundation for others to grow from. Each person matters. An example. Each week, it is an honor to write, record, and share the All Places Together podcast. To get to share my understanding and interpretation of God's radically inclusive love with the world is amazing. And I get to be like a mouth, sharing, encouraging, inspiring, and challenging words. But without each and every one of you, dear listeners, my words would just be noise. They would be only for me, my husband who produces it, and my dog who listens to us both work, right? You see, you matter to me. You matter to all places together. Your responses, your questions, the way you say, I'm not so sure about that, or perhaps I'm seeing this in a whole new way and I love it. All of that matters. It makes it whole and complete. And then at other times in my life, I am not like the mouth. At other times, I am like an ear listening to voices of BIPOC leaders, queer leaders, and disabled leaders. At other times, I am like a foot just moving through my day, getting done what needs to be done to keep things going. We each have so many different ways to embody the love of God in the world. Our role changes depending on the situation we are in and who we are working with in that moment. We can try out new roles and even step back from things that we used to do when it just doesn't seem like the right fit anymore. How we participate in the body of Christ and what we do can change. But what doesn't change is God's love for us and God's presence with us. God loves and cares for each of us wherever we are in the body of Christ Whoever we are in the body of Christ, whatever we are doing, however we are, God loves us. God loves the eyes, the ears, the mouth, the foot, the kidney, and the belly button. And because God so loves us, we try to love each other. And this connects to another important point from our passage from 1 Corinthians. This point is that when one part of the body suffers, the whole body suffers. When one part of the body is hurting, is in need, or is oppressed, the rest of the body is to pay attention and help that part of the body. It's like Paul is talking about triage. So let's get ready to layer on metaphor on metaphor. So when you go to a hospital The medical staff assess what injury or ailment on your body needs attention first and foremost. I'm not a medical professional, so I can't say exactly how they make those decisions, but I'm guessing you've seen it in action on your own body or when you've taken someone else to the emergency room. Moreover, the medical staff also prioritize what order all of the patients get seen in. A person who is coming in with a heart attack goes in front of the person with a badly twisted ankle, even if that person with the badly twisted ankle was there first. Yes, it is certainly frustrating for the person with the hurt ankle to have to wait more. After all, that person is likely in pain. However, if left untreated, the person with the heart attack could die. Since we live in a world with limited resources, These types of decisions have to be made. These decisions are made so that others can live. And then, yes, eventually that person with the hurt ankle gets treated as well. We are to apply a similar sort of approach when caring for one another. When one person or a group of people are hurting, are in need, or are being oppressed, they need attention first and foremost. This is the spirit in which I understand the work of anti-racism. Black, indigenous, Latinx, and Asian people are oppressed in the United States. They are affected by racism each and every day in both individual interactions and on systemic levels as well. There are effects on their bodies, minds, mental health, careers and schooling, finances and safety. So when I say Black Lives Matter, I am not saying that I don't care about other people. I'm saying I see the danger, oppression, and pain of my Black siblings, and I care about it. I want to work to make life safer and better for them, for their families, and for our community as a whole, because they are part of our community. Our communities, our country, and the world suffer When all people are not nourished, nurtured, safe, and able to pursue their God-given gifts. When one part of the body suffers, the whole body suffers. We are connected to one another and our health and thriving is linked together too. Each person is beloved of God and is beloved to other people too. Yes, this is hard to live out. This is something that we continue to work on and make sense of together. But we trust that God is with us on this journey, the journey of being the body of Christ together. We trust that God sees us like God saw Hagar. We trust that God can bring goodness out of the time that is before us, like Sarah trusted. We trust that God gives us friends to share life with, to grow together with, like Elizabeth and Mary. We trust that God will never let us go, because like Hannah knew, we know that we belong to God. We trust that God is merciful and abounding in steadfast love, like Jonah. We trust that God loves us no matter our relationship status, just like God loved the woman at the well. And we trust that we are made for community, that we are made to be together. And if trusting is hard for you today, I'll trust and pray with and for you. Because I know that I have days where trusting all of that is hard for me too. Days when I need others to trust and pray for me. That's one of the many reasons we are in this together. Together, we are the body of Christ. We are never alone. God is always with us, and we have each other too. Prayer for the Belly Buttons Creator of all, you made each part of our body to work together so that we might live and breathe, create and build, and laugh and cry. Each part of us matters. Likewise, you pull together people from all places into the one body of Christ, so that your love can grow in the world. Each person matters. Sometimes, sometimes we forget this. We forget about the belly buttons, parts and people that we don't think have an impact on our daily living, but are actually so vital to us that our entire life and well-being is bound up with them. Help us to honor and tend well to our bodies, to celebrate them and love them as you do. Help us to honor and tend well to the people in our communities who are suffering. Use us to end systems of oppression and scarcity so that all people can thrive. We are more fully your body when we are together. Amen. Thank you for joining us at All Places Together. If you heard yourself or someone you know in these stories today, we hope you heard God too. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. Wherever you are, whoever you are celebrating with, and however you are celebrating, I hope that you find moments of peace, joy, and love this week. And don't forget, Jesus was born for you. Nothing that happens over these next two weeks can change that. Next week, mixtape volume two will drop. It's called Christmas Around the World, and it remixes stories of young adults who have celebrated Christmas on three different continents with the biblical story of Jesus's birth. I really hope that it will add some Christmas love to your holiday. If you're not sure what I mean when I say mixtape, I invite you to check out episode 18, Mixtape Volume 1, Interstate Exodus. To continue to see All Places Together grow, you can give through our website. Scroll to the bottom where it says Give to All Places Together, and you'll be redirected to our giving platform. If year-end giving is part of your practice, I hope you'll consider giving to All Places Together thanks to our mission partners, the Virginia Synod, the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, and people like you who have shared contributions. We know it can be hard to give financially. Remember, we celebrate all of the ways that you share the stories of all places together with the people in your life and engage with the APT community throughout the week. As you're driving for the holidays, please consider sharing your favorite episode of All Places Together with your travel buddy. We'd love to come along with you on all of your journeys. Until next time, remember that God is with you and that God loves you, wherever, whoever, and however you are.